1: Gentlemen, boys, girls, and that Technicolor rainbow. In between, we are once again the Two Late Update podcast, the podcast from things that are either from fucking ages ago, or you're like, this isn't even nostalgic yet, which is how we roll. Um, yeah, uh, ha- this is the first time we've we've all got together for a proper episode in a while. Uh, we've That's had, a, yeah, we've had a fair few bonus episodes. We got liked by bands and things. It was great. <laughs> we're we're now like not actually cool, which that's fun. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not now, not what? We're now we're now like we're not we're not cool. We're definitely we we could never be cool. And, and even every time I say cool, the amount of time it would take us to become cool uh, resets. It. Hodge, what have you been up to?
3: I had a week off work for my daughter's birthday. We went to Bournemouth Aquarium, which was quite nice. Nice. We um, went and saw DC Super. Pet- oh, no, I said that last week. We went last time we spoke. We went to see DC Super Pets. Right. Yeah. Um. Went ice skating. That's pretty good. And yeah, it's been a been a nice week. Um yeah, back nice to thing. work. Like I can tell. I'm back to work after a long period off because. After the first day yesterday, I've now just had a headache almost continuously from looking at the screen all the time, been not being used to it for over a week.
1: Yeah, always the way. Cool. Uh, Kev, how about yourself?
3: Uh, since we last recorded
0: an episode like this, I've been to The Fringe. Oh, yes. Um, just quickly, highlights were Jordan Brooks, who was brilliant, Paul Um Paul Peter Fleming who did a show about the history of the BBC, ah.
1: um,
0: which was very good. Um, yeah, i would probably say those are the three highlights. Um, last Friday, I went to see the Interrupters in Birmingham, which were amazing. Um, the main support was the Skints, who I've seen quite a few times now. They continue to be brilliant. Uh, one of the best UK bands, well, probably the best UK ska band. Um, the lead singer just plays all the instruments that are available to play in the world. <laughs> some, Not quite that much, but yeah, she plays, uh, she plays keyboard with it, which has a drum pad. She also plays a, uh, some kind of keyboard she blows into. She plays saxophone. She plays uh, flute. It's truly impressive as well as singing. Um, yeah. And then the interrupters came on and I absolutely adore the new album and they just seem to get better every time I see them, which is really, really something because I love every time I see them. Amy's just unbelievable at the moment. One of the best singers in the world. I think Kev has a little man crush on Amy.
1: I don't think you call that a man crush. I think you no. just call that a crush. That's yeah. just a regular old crush.
3: <laughs> it is, that's true.
1: Yeah.
3: Also, when Kev says they get better every time he sees them, the surprising thing there is they're not always performing. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could go and follow them around. Sometimes oh, look, it's just look the at the way the they did
1: that. Books. <laughs> <laughs> look at the way
3: they did that shopping. We didn't have to go down any aisle twice. They get every aisle <laughs> in order. Masterful. Masterful it was. Um, Four out of five stars. This
1: is the weirdest NME review ever. This is going to be the new podcast. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> Stalking musicians, stalking musicians. <laughs> how would you rate uh, the like? How would you rate the the Cancer Bats uh, trip to Aldi? Give it a five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them forgot the brown sauce towards the end. All,
3: all, mess, over to the pla- all over the place. All over the
1: place. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. But they, they were just brilliant. And um, for the Birmingham show, they brought up the bassist of the Specials and did a couple of special songs.
1: Ah, brilliant!
0: Like know the originators of two-tone scar.
1: Yeah.
0: With the you know the big scar band around nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, the oh. the band that played Brixton on Saturday night, you know, they're getting bigger every time. Um yeah, and then last night I went to see a band called The Ocean. Ah. Uh quite different, like post metal, very influenced by Mastodon. Um but all their songs are about different ages of the ocean. Okay. So like you know, they're sort of about like the Cretaceous and the Triassic and the Jurassic.
1: So not like this is the this is the oceans, you know, going to school and this was their awkward. No, stages. no. <laughs>
0: As in, like we're, we're going to do a song about the pre.
3: Fish have schools, not oceans. Oh fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um,
0: we're going to do a song about the pre-Cambrian explosion, and yes, that kind of, that kind of thing. They're really good, really atmospheric, and um, yeah, very good live band. And yeah,
1: cool. I'll um, let you... So, myself, not not anything too amazing. Uh, pretty much playing video games and uh, and doing other things. And like, I've been, like, been working hard, like, I like I said, I managed to get us on Apple Podcasts eventually. Yay, oh, well, on Apple Podcasts, review us. I, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll review, we'll, we'll read our reviews if you leave them, even if they're like. One star. <laughs> that might be quite amusing.
3: Kev won't read the Apple ones out of protest.
1: <laughs> no, um, I also don't give a shit about Apple. Um, it's just very weird. Um, apart from that, I've uh, been playing uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy, which is actually very fun. Um, okay. It's you know it sort of billed as a bit Dark Soulsy. It's not really. It it sort of. It's got elements of it, but it's not really. It's It actually plays more like a like. there's a lot more collecting loot and things like that in it, um, which is really good. Uh, and uh, Sifu, which uh, the closest thing I can compare that to is, the, you know the fighting in the Batman Arkham games, or like Spider-Man, yeah? yeah? That's oh, yeah. the closest thing I compare to it, but imagine if that's, like, that's the game. That's what the entire game is built around is the combat mechanics. Um, and it is very good, but it is very hard.
0: <laughs> I, I think the combat was more dark Souls but cuz it's very hard.
1: No, I wouldn't no, I wouldn't compare it to dark souls really. Okay. Uh, like the the combat it's more, you know, it it's more like a scrolling beat em up than anything else if you if you know what I mean. It's okay. it's like that but taken to a, a more, I don't know, uh, like a more skill based sort of place which is weird when you come to think of it. But yeah, very good. Um, and the other thing uh, that I did uh, today, which was a lot of fun, is I've set up Fightcade on my PC, which means I can go and play very old arcade beat-em-ups and play them again, um, with people all over the world. Oh, cool. Yeah, so all these very old arcade like things. like um, One of the things I was looking at recently was I found that you could get a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet for just under 100 quid. And I was like... Oh, there's really? like, yeah, that's something like I want but don't need in any way. Where it would frankly become an inconvenience of where it would
3: start. Where, where is that possible? Uh,
1: it was it was on the internet, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was like, uh, yeah, it was a what you call it, a one up uh, thingy, what they called. Oh,
3: wow, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they're normally really good units, yeah. Um, that's a weird price, We are not always so cheap, they're yeah, normally about three, four hundred
1: quid, yeah. Well, the. I've seen them for two hundred pound in the Oxford H M V, so they are smaller. Um, yeah. Like well, I, I, um, cabinets or something, two thirds.
3: Yeah, because I I legitimately considered the um, turtles and turtles in time one-up arcade cabinet.
1: Yeah, but it's it, the thing is we have real houses where people live.
3: Not yeah, like, exactly.
1: Not like media people's houses where they have, like, you know, fucking things like a whole garage to themselves where they could put. Well, them. again,
3: we, we have a garage, but it is the garage of shame where an arcade cabinet should not live.
1: <laughs> Didn't you go to a car boot recently? Did you not sell your shame?
3: Not enough of the shame.
1: <laughs> still got boxes of shame left over.
3: Still boxes of shame, yeah. yeah. We, we have an attic of shame and a garage of just more shame. Discontent.
1: Yeah. Speaking of shame, and sort of back to the point. So I was, I, was, I was sort of looking longingly at that Mortal Kombat 2 arcade cabinet, and since then I've downloaded the ROM of Mortal Kombat 2, don't tell anyone, it's perfectly legal, um, onto Fightcade, and I've discovered that Mortal Kombat 2 is a nasty fucking bastard of a game, <laughs> to, yeah. like, it is brutal. In terms of how much input reading and stuff going goes on. They wanted your money back in the day on those arcade cabinets. Uh, there was no forgiveness.
3: Yeah. I've um I have been playing Uncharted Lost Legacy. I finally got round to. That's
1: oh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah,
3: I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. It's very it's quite different to the normal Uncharted, which I I appreciate. Yeah. I'm still yeah. in the um India Overworld bit. Um I've been playing some Cowabunga Collection. I finished the first Game Boy game, and did I finished the second Game Boy game? I did finish the second Game Boy game, which has some weird, weird animations. But I'm quite impressed at how how good the Game Boy stuff looks. Like the sprite works really impressive on the old Game Boy games.
1: And well, I've seen, again, for- I, I obviously love my fighting games, and one of the fun things that's come out this week with the Cowabunga Collection is that the competitive scene, if you want to call it that, for tournament fighters has kicked off again. Oh, okay. people have sort of realised how broken and busted that game is. How many <laughs> like how many uh, exploits there are where it's like, if this happens, you are now fucked. There is nothing that <laughs> you are just done now. You lose if this happens, basically. Like, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: No way to get I'll out of it. you yeah. are in stun block, you're just going to lose your health or you're going to get hit. It's one of those two things. Like,
3: yeah. I also give a quick a quick shout out to Tiny Kim, which is a I've been playing it on Game Pass. It's on PlayStation and Switch as well, which is like a um 3D platformer where you're a small person from space exploring a human house. But it's also got like a strong element of Pikmin when you're finding little creatures and some you throw to pick up stuff, some you throw that can blow up stuff. And I'm sure there are others but I haven't got to yet. Yeah,
1: it looks lovely. I've seen it in in action and it looks. Looks really good. I'm quite interested yeah. to see how
3: they, like, yeah. Like 3D it... environments and Paper Mario sprites. Yeah. and uh, Aside from that, I've just, as I keep saying, you know, I've been playing a lot of multiverse. Yes.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> cool. And I watched season one of Adventure Time. I finally finished the whole season. It's very <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. I, I bought um, the complete series and I like the quote from Jake, which is the sort of, no, was it? Sucking at something is the first step to kind of being good at something.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> I like to think that that's what our podcast is like. <laughs> Lovely.
3: How about you, Kev? Playing games?
0: Well, uh, I'm I'm still playing Cyberpunk. I got to quite quite a pivotal bit at the start of the game, but I'm not very far. I'm not very far into it. I've
3: been. Busy. Know you started it.
0: Uh, I, started it about, I started it before I went to Art Tangent and then was away for two weeks and then played the odd odd day and
3: then haven't been able to play again for a couple of days, so, um, yeah. Is um, when the last couple of hours have announced the DLC expansions yeah, they are not going to be on past gen.
0: Well, I, they, they, to be fair, this game does look really good. Apart from some of the NPCs, but like it does look good now. It feels like they never should have released it on previous gen.
2: Yes, I mean,
3: yeah, but the context you're playing on a PS5, aren't you?
0: Yes, I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing the
3: PS5. I don't know sure. if it's ever become playable, particularly on previous gen. No, it, well, I mean,
1: playable, yes, but you know, like I don't know, it's it's not it's not good. It's it's still not you know, but that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think there's still a lot of damage done because, like, uh, even I felt the need to be a bit shitty when they announced the DLC today and went, oh, you're announcing it in 2023 so it will be playable in
3: 2025. <laughs> on the
1: PS6. Yeah, on the PS6, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. The anime series looks interesting, though. Check that out.
0: Yeah, I do wonder if this is the game... If this, they just released this version of the game, it might have... Uh, but, you know, they... I think some developers need to learn not to just release a broken game.
1: Well, I mean, it, like there are, there are people now who will tell you that Fallout 76 is good. Um, you know, No Man's Sky has obviously gone from strength to strength and is, you know, very very popular, but uh yeah, yeah, don't, you only get one chance to make a good a first impression. So, yeah. yeah, you can't fuck it up, unfortunately. Cool.
3: Interesting, yes. though. It's, like, um, it's like she giving me a motorway. says, you know, a broken game is always broken, but give me half a chance and I will sleep with your wife.
1: <laughs> <What the> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think your Google Translate is broken there, buddy.
3: My favourite thing about that I was that it looked like Kev very <laughs> nearly spat his drink out. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah. We almost had a spit take, the first audio recorded spit take of, of our podcast, certainly, possibly ever. I'm gonna go with ever.
0: <laughs> Is it? I was. I was about to say it's interesting um, that I've sort of got the impression the opposites happened with Halo Infinite, in that yeah. people yeah. Are oh yeah, because incredibly positive around about it around launch and then post launch, everyone's like this isn't very good.
1: It's 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 again it's that uh, Homer Simpson running after the meat you know, mean, isn't it? Oh, it's it's, it's just... it's just, The multiplayer's just a little broken. Oh, the, the campaign, it's just a little boring. It's just a little boring. <laughs> running after it. It's just a little yeah. boring. And then... Oh, couch code's oh, coming. Couch, couch code's coming. Yeah. And then... Oh. And are people has like gone. Take <laughs> it off 343. Three. And then, you know... <laughs> they're like, well, well, who else are you going to give it to? You've just bought Activision Blizzard, who have a plethora of studios, who would be... Like, dying um, to get their hands on that franchise to do something with it.
3: It's like three, four, three of that guy out of South Park. Like, oh, he's the football player,
1: and it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah. Um, which again, it's it's a shame because, uh, and someone else mentioned this actually. Um, they said, they said that like the Halo universe is a great universe to tell stories in. Um, but the games don't do that. The games focus on. Things which are either arbitrary or feel arbitrary compared to the grander things that are going on in it, which is not good, really, and it's been like that since end of Halo Four. So, anyway, right. It's a shame because I actually love Halo and really wanted um, Infinite to be good. But there we go. Okay. Not as
3: much as Phil Spencer did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, maybe Phil Spencer should have got off his ass and done some fucking management then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
0: our studios aren't up to scratch let's buy more yeah okay uh maybe we should concentrate on and get the games out that we have promised more <laughs>
1: studios how about some more yeah there's also seems to be a lot of people angry that the last of us part one is apparently not worth 70 quid my response to that is all right don't pay it then <laughs> like wait <laughs> don't don't buy it or wait for it to come down. I don't like, there's a lot of people who are very angry to, and want to argue about this. It's like, no, you, you do not
3: at any point have to buy this game. No, also, no. the remastered version has been given to you for free.
1: Yeah.
3: I would say the um, the way that game justifies its existence in my mind is all the accessibility stuff it now has, which it's never had before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, shall we move on to our topic of the day? Du yes. jour. Uh, and this w- this week, this episode, I should say, we'll be talking about April 2016. Hodge, would you like to take us through the news of April 2016?
3: Some good news. First of April, a new national living wage comes into force in the UK, requiring employees to pay all workers over 25 years old at least £7.20 per hour. Yeah. I mean, real, re- real talk, though, I didn't realise that was good, really, because Kevin and I both worked at McDonald's since we were 16 and got paid at least that, if not more. No, we didn't. What were we on? We were on, like, £4.
1: Yeah, yeah, mate. You'd you'd been on, like, £4, £5 if you were very lucky. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, we'd have been on, like, we'd been £3.50 £4.
3: Yeah. Like we £3.50, £4. Why did you feel like we were on so much more money than that? Because everything right. was cheaper. Yeah, because yeah, you I lived think at your parents,
1: you stuff. didn't pay bills. So yeah. always... it's just what
3: happened is you get older, you forget things, and that's why everyone thinks things were so yes. much better when they were younger because yes. you forgot everything.
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> Fetish, you were talking about days where um I mean the cost of alcohol was quite cheap in pubs because yeah. people were like doing these like you know, when uh, the nightclub where we, we we used to grow up, they sold 50p pints on Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if your if your wage is seven times that, that does doesn't feel too bad. Actually. I wonder,
3: I wonder what they pay now though, because they were they were a good, you they paid well competitively, didn't they? Yeah, the
0: the first job I ever had was in a stationery shop in Worcester, and they paid two pound fifty an hour. So yeah.
3: Jesus, yeah, oh, double up. okay, okay, cool. Right, moving on. Sixth um, of April, the twenty sixteen dog microchipping legislation comes into force requiring every dog in England, Scotland, and Wales to be microchipped if they are over eight weeks old. Northern Ireland were already on the ball and did this in 2012. Good job, Northern Ireland. A sensible law that took too long to come in. Yeah. 10th of April, junior doctors strike over the pay dispute enters its second day. Over 5,000 operations and procedures are postponed. The 15th of April is the start of the slippery slope to where we are now. Yeah. The EU membership referendum campaign gets underway in the UK as both sides prepare to persuade voters with lies to decide whether they want to leave or remain with the EU referendum when it took place in June, the 16th of April. Thousands of people take part in a protest against austerity cuts in central London, including the shadow chancellor, John MacDonald. I mean, you'd have to really, wouldn't be shadow chancellor who could barely go, yeah, this looks all right. <laughs> okay. um, 26th of April, a jury this, I mean, this, and this was a long time coming as well, a jury at a coroner's court in Warrington declares the victims of the Hillsborough disaster of 1989 were unlawfully killed. I mean that took years to reach a resolution, isn't it? Like way too long really. Yeah. Um, junior doctors go on strike again, this time including those providing emergency care for the first time.
0: Um,
1: so a lot of, of social you know, things going on yeah. Some, some really important stuff Again. Just,
0: to, just to sort of say, I, I was thinking, 2016 didn't go. That, that was a year like, it felt like the worst year ever until 2020. Yeah. Uh, uh Prince actually died this month. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Um. I, 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 sort of remember there must have been like something that basically bummed us out, apart from the EU referendum being um, announced. Um, but yeah, Prince died. Um which was very sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, one of the yeah. biggest, biggest pop stars of all time. And most, one of the most talented musicians.
3: Part jockey, part elf, or Prince.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, that happened a lot in 2016. You know, I think up to, the, I think um, Lemmy actually died at the end of 2015, but Lemmy, Bowie and Prince died very close, to, very, very close to each other. Which, yeah. We icons. Yes. Sorry, didn't mean to bring anyone down. That's
1: all right. You just, you know, we had the appropriate reaction to that. What else <laughs> were they we going to be? Good for... Like, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, that's... Yeah, that was very sad. Like, to, to lose those incredibly talented people within such short space of each other, you know, people who are just, like, titans of their respective fields is... Yeah, it was yeah. And, and I suppose this is also the thing, these are, you know, this is the era where since the 60s, uh, you know, pe- these people have been solid foundations of popular culture, basically. Um, and now we're now they're starting to age. <laughs> you know, the reality of that sits in. There won't always be a David Bowie or a Prince or a, or a Lemmy or, you know, whoever your favourite famous person is, they won't be around forever.
3: It's why collectively as a nation, our hearts leap into our mouths every time we see the name David Attenborough in a news story. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ring goes, oh, it's alright, it's alright, It's just done something, and uh, a good documentary, it's alright, it's alright.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Frozen Planet 2 is coming, good.
1: <sighs> cool. So, uh, shall we move on to music? Uh, yeah,
0: we can do that first. Yep.
1: Yes. So, Kev, okay, are you going to take us through music?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that is my area of expertise. So, I no particular order this month, there's just the order I found them. Uh, So, the first one I put down is Weezer, the White Album.
2: So you will know just how I feel. I love your long hair, but you just don't care. So please tell me about this world without music. And by
3: the way, what can we talk? Uh not a fan of the problem. You're not a fan. Not of this album. Really?
0: This was their best album for a long time. Um, it, it yeah, was,
3: but I think the, I think they had so many duff albums that even the best album in a long time isn't a particularly good album. No, this album's really good. It's just they... I agree to differ. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> fine. I mean, if I, I wouldn't have probably put a bad Weezer album on the list because, uh, yeah, they, they, Weezer had a rough 2010s, uh, and I think this is probably the only only good one.
1: Unless you're Hodge or me, yeah. because I haven't heard
3: yeah, that. I, but, uh, most, I would say most of our albums have like one or two good... even the bad albums have like a couple of good tracks on them.
1: I will say I I, I haven't heard this album, but I don't recognise any of the songs off it either. So
3: Um, I think they would have played at least one
0: when we saw them in June. Right. Um I can't remember what it was called, but it's just it just they went back. Thing is, um Rivers Chromo seems to always have it in him just to make a great album. Um but he sort of chooses not to, or he releases so many albums that, you know, what would usually be a a good album every four years for someone, but Ribs Chroma is like a good album in five, because he releases like an album every six months. <laughs> uh, it takes them more time, don't... time, damn it. Don't... Like, takes them more time. I think he just has to release stuff. I think he's just compulsed, so, um Yeah. I yeah, I think this album's great. Um I didn't actually listen to it at the time. I listened to it a few years later. I was like, this is brilliant. This is just Weezer doing what Weezer are great at. Just great, um, you know, great rock songs. nothing and for mellow, mess around with anything, just wrote great songs. Um and yeah, I but I was surprised haven't that you didn't like it, Hodge.
3: I've got nothing to add, sorry. No, no. Any particular reason you didn't like it? I can't remember. I just remember it. it's been a long time. I can't remember the last time I liked the four Weezer album. To be honest, have you listened to? I
0: don't know if you'd like OK Human. Um, that's the um
3: acoustic one
0: because I really like that.
3: I normally like acoustic versions, so I'll give it a go. But it's yeah. not acoustic
0: versions; it's an acoustic album.
3: Yeah, I might. I might do. I don't. Know. I, I it's just been a long time since I really liked like all of the Weezer album. Fair um,
2: enough.
3: They've done a. They've. I mean, is, is it? Are they at the risk of doing an Aliens and then are being more bad Weezer than good Weezer? They're always good live, even when I haven't enjoyed any, like, particularly like for albums for a few years. I've always enjoyed seeing them live. But I'm wondering if their album output, the balances tips. Um, Possibly,
0: but I, I think they know what to release, what to play live. So I don't think it matters. No, no,
3: exactly. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've always enjoyed Weezer live, and when I haven't enjoyed that the time. Uh, I think if they they're good performers, though
1: which you know really helps. Yes, they are excellent performers. I, yeah, it was great seeing if, them again um, a few months ago.
0: I think if they released albums every like five years and they were bad, I think you'd be a bit more. Mm, that's that's not great. You have to wait like fifteen years for a good album, but you tend to have to wait five or six years and you get a good one. Um,
2: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Haha,
3: in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
2: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware for prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, I.
0: Yeah, their output probably, uh, there is more good bad than good maybe now, but I don't think it matters too much because the good is really good and they tend to know what's good. Um, even though they put it on record <laughs> but um...
2: um where is the
3: microphone in a laptop located um usually um on the
1: right next to the camera it's usually a dot right next to the
3: camera right i don't think if going to pick this up but listen my eye is squeaky
1: no we can't do um, that can um, not squeaky? squeaky can you, my can, eyes you squeaky. can you stop doing things that means i have to spend more time editing <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got to keep sounds like i'm just having a breakdown yeah my he's squeaky um, I'm upset Kev because I don't like his Weasel White album so I'm going to make my Eyes squeak now for it,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, it good, like, to use Yeah It's interesting Have either you heard the new Muse album? No wow. It's funny they become a comedy band All of a sudden <laughs> What? So that's what it's beginning to feel like Yeah it's uh, pretty bad um, But Muse just seem to release bad albums now I think we, there's always the promise we'll get a good one. It may take five years, but we'll get a good one. <laughs> um, should I move on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, can
1: What's
0: next? So the next one is now probably a sad one. Uh, broke up last year. Oh, yes. Um, and there were a lot of people's, like one of the, uh, a lot of people's favourite UK, new UK bands the last sort of between 2015 and 2021, so it's Black Peaks and Statues. Yeah. Um, This was their first album, uh, and a lot of people were absolutely blown away by it. like a breath another breath it, this was about the time that british rock metal bands were getting their shit together and becoming great like there was just suddenly this wave ushered in by the marmosets um as the, as the first sort of band and like the the time of sort of young guns and you six was going away and we were getting loads of great new bands all of a sudden and black peaks were one of the first ones in this wave. sadly a lot of those bands are no longer with us um but uh this was an exciting time and this album's great um yeah just absolute brilliant songs glass but castle say you will um yeah but yeah they they split up uh last year uh, a couple of the band members uh formed a new band called skin failure who we saw out tangent so hopefully that that will be successful for them but they seem to be more of a straight thrash band black peaks were an amalgam of all sorts of bands um Hard to, hard to say. Really.
1: So, so I had a little listen to this album today, yeah. and I could tell it was something different, mm. but I don't think it was something for me. If that makes sense, mm. like there but wasn't.
0: There are bits of like hardcore and tall and.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I can I can sort of see that. I think for whatever reason, it just didn't grab me, which. It's a shame because I've actually seen them live as well. I don't know if they were doing thing- well. They might well have been doing things off this album, but when I saw them a few years ago, I actually thought they were pretty good. But I just when I came to listen to this album today, I was a bit like, mm. like well, there is something will- here, but it's probably not for me.
0: That's I will the- say, I think personally that the second album's better. Right, the second album was a lot better. And when we, s- it must be that Download, you saw them. Um,
1: yes, it would have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they uh, played. <laughs> Two songs with his album, the rest was pretty much the new album. Uh, All The divides, which was the 2018 album. Right. Which I think is more on the... Goes more towards that tall side. This is a bit more on the sort of like hardcore side. It's a bit heavier. Um, it's a bit rawer, And yeah, they, you know, expanded the sound for the second album. Um, I know some people prefer this album. Some people prefer the second album. Um, I'm in the the second album camp. Um but yeah, this was a, it was really exciting at the time. Yeah. And Will Gardner is just phenomenal on it. He's such a great singer. Um, so I'm hoping his new band, we get to see a bit more of the stuff he did not with, with Black Peaks, but we'll see.
3: Yeah. Um or you know Black Peaks? Not particularly. Not particularly familiar with them, I think.
1: I, th- I think you've tried them before because I remember you having a conversation with Dan and you, d- and you said you had to see them and again, you bounced off them, I think.
3: Yeah. That I, sounds like something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: might, this might all be bands that Hodges doesn't like this week.
1: <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it. because um, <laughs> the, the next the next, next
0: one Hodges doesn't like.
1: like, Does I,
3: like, like, I, like this? I like one song by them. I and mean, I think they are a novelty Christmas number one album band gone too far.
1: No. No. No, 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 no. I think that's completely we, unfair. We, we yeah, are
3: that was not about... fair, Matt. You're right. Yeah. We are talking about
0: a controversial band.
1: Uh Zilanada.
0: No, no, we're talking about baby metal.
1: Oh, baby metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say i, I was
3: surprised matt was going to battle them so hard there
1: no because i don't really think i I might have listened to baby metal once or twice but i can't remember them <laughs> no my my when it comes to baby metal my ambivalence knows no bounds
0: so uh baby metal are for those not on the know are a uh j-pop band mixed with like heavy metal like so you know, the sugar riffs mitch mix mitch with mixed with J pop. Um so they are they are controversial. A lot of people just straight hate them. Um, is it just
1: the because those is, people are like Hodge and they're a little bit racist.
3: <laughs> that let's cut that
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> for the record, that is not why Hodge doesn't like this No, No I, I also I'm I, uh, aside, well, I say apart from that, so I guess actually I'm really, really excelling here. I quite like J-pop, but really, yeah, of course quite like. Uh, oh, we well, have Black
1: talked about his love of the um uh, the drum game thing. Can't remember what it's
2: called now.
3: Oh about yeah, about the, the cat no kashinon non drumman van. I can't say it <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm looking at the name. It escapes me. But yeah, no, I do like J-pop. It's like yeah, but I it's them. I think I find irritating. All right. Why? I just do. I kind of feel like they're. This might not be. This might not be fair. Um. I kind of feel a bit like they're trying to appeal to a very specific Western demographic with the way they're marketed.
1: Do you think they're metal for anime fans, basically? Yeah. They're
3: there for like.
1: <laughs> oh, my more baby metal. There. <laughs> they're there for like the, the tentacles and schoolgirls crowd. Hey. Look, those <laughs> those people when we come out with our hybrid cowwoman merchandise are going to pay our wages, mate. That's going <laughs> to launch us into the
2: stratosphere.
0: I don't know because from a, on a personal level, like I grew up with JRPGs and it's like, oh look, there's songs of JRPGs I like, but with metal backing, I like it. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. I, I mean, I like this band. On,
3: on paper, I should like it, but I I, I think it's a damn I don't like.
0: Um, yeah, I, I think this is their best album. I think like karate's a banger. I think there's Awadama Fever's great, Yava's great. Um, yeah.
3: I don't mind Gimme Chocolate, but that's it. Uh
0: yeah, that song, that song's pretty good. I think I I think I don't think it's good enough to be on this album. I think this album <laughs> is
1: I, I love better. that. Hodge Hodge gives you an inch. I do like this one song, Kev. That one's the shit song. I don't like that. Song. No, no, I don't we'll like that, wouldn't sound. you?
3: That should be on a B-Sides album. <laughs> no, no, I think on the first album.
0: <laughs> no. I think on the first album that is a good. That is one of the better songs. Like, it's a good song on the first album. I just think this album's better. I think they. Oh, they, it's, not they, so it's not on this album. Sorry, it's not on this album. Not on this. So that was on the first album. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay I think I think this this album the 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 songs are better. I think they 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 came out. It, it was a bit of a gimmick. Um, Give me chocolate was really big because people were like what the hell is this, Um, and then they actually went away and sort of worked out to write better songs.
3: Yeah, I mean to be fair, I've given them multiple chances. I had to sit through them. um The Red Hot Chili Peppers weren't see them. Yeah, but they were way better than Red Hot Chili Peppers that night. So well, I mean, I i didn't think Red Hot Chili Peppers was particularly good, but I didn't think the support was better than them. And um, I think- I also but tried McGann at download, and now I left To be honest, the, noise the festival. <laughs> I'm not mistaken, I just left the festival. <laughs> the, the noises
0: that were coming out the toilet were better than Red Hot Chili Peppers that night. So. That's been a bit unfair. No, I think that's fine. I think that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. So, um, anyway.
3: I, I didn't know I was with you, was I? Yeah, we were in Birmingham. Yeah,
1: I was with you in yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I, it's, it's a famously like bad performance that one. Yeah,
1: um, I only saw them everyone... that one time at Reading. No
0: shit. Oh, I mean that Reading performance was way better than that Birmingham. <laughs>
1: wow, Jesus, they must have been shit. Deep <laughs> um, Purple's never
3: banned. You have not released a good album for a long
0: time. No. Yeah, yeah. But they still sold out stadiums this summer somehow.
1: Well, uh, they yeah. still have a popular following.
3: Yeah. yeah. But, like, and they're big names. You know, yeah. people will go and see them yeah
1: and also you got to remember the bit like when we went to see green day just because you've released a bad album doesn't mean they're going to be playing that album in yeah the, the also
3: chili peppers are now of that age they been around long enough where people who now have more disposable income than they ever have them before are like oh i used to like them when i was at college i'll go and see them
0: yeah the thing is i i will i, I say green day have been consistently good live even when they release bad albums, Muse have been consistently good live when they release bad albums. Yeah. Food Fighters are good live when they yeah. release bad albums. The Chillies are bad live when they release bad albums.
1: Yeah. Just, they, they were bad live when they had good albums because that yeah. was the only time I saw them. <laughs> so, <laughs> shite. Um shite. So shall, right. shall, we, shall, we, shall we now move on to the other the other band? Yeah.
0: Zilanada, Double is Fine.
1: Um, so I listened to Zilanada as a result of listening to... Uh, your and dan's arctangent um podcast and yeah. they're the best new thing i've heard in fucking ages um and then i you know obviously this appeared on the list today and i listed this album like this album is also fantastic they this band is brilliant
2: you nobody gonna hold your head
0: Yeah, and this is this is their weakest album.
1: Like, if this is their weakest album, then I mean, I, I heard their latest album, which was pretty good. But what was good about going back to this is that you can kind of see more of the roots, if you like, of where it comes from. That yeah. idea of the sort of chain gang mixed with metal. Um,
0: yeah, so, this band came out of um, someone on a forum made said something horrible. They said. Uh, Someone made a thing about can you make music out of anything? And someone said, Oh, I bet you can't make music out of black metal and n-word music. Right. Uh, and Manuel in the in this band went, All right, I'll do it. <laughs> and sort of came up with this concept of um uh like mixing this chain gang chanting with black metal. And this was the result,
3: this first album, which okay, I'll give it a go. I haven't grown for listening to these yet, they're on my um to playlist.
1: Yeah, have got yet. I'd, I'd be interested to know what you think. Um, like I, the second album, rather because I, this, I think I described to someone it's like uh, the second album. Sorry, not this one. Um, but I did describe it. It's like if your favorite alt rock metal bands from the nineties did did, a te- did the soundtrack for Tetris Effect. That's the only way I could think of to describe <laughs> it. Um, Which album less-
0: should I go with? I'd go go with the second. And then go back to this one, and then the, the third one adds in a lot more blues and stranger like, fruit. Yeah, stranger fruit. Um, because this one, like devil is fine, blood in the river, f- phenomenal. I don't, don't think it's quite as well rounded as the second album, but that's fine. They just came out with a, um, they they mashed the the genres, and it's like, people are like, how have you done this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the second albums a step up, and the third albums even better
1: yeah it's it's uh i, uh, I this, this is like the most uh exciting band i've heard of in a very long time where and again it's just that thing of oh i will i will listen to this after listening to you and dan talk about it it's like yeah this is fucking brilliant it's the sort of thing that i want to show what other people to listen to do you know what i mean yeah. that sort of yeah have a listen to this you like let me know what you think of this sort of thing yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so this, this made an impact. I think the second album pushed them further. And then the the third album, I think they're they're heading places now. They really are heading places. They played. Uh, they, they supported Ms. Sugar on the latest tour, so they got to play the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Um, they were the band of the weekend at Art Tangent. They're headlining the second stage at Bloodstock next year. Uh, they're playing... They're, they're, I'm going to see them in Bristol in November, hopefully, and they're playing the same venue as Turnstile did just before the pandemic, and now Turnstile are like...
1: That might be me going for at least a day of bloodstock then
0: <laughs> oh. like, yeah come, come to the gig in bristol
1: yeah
0: um yeah it's, this band's phenomenal uh everyone should get on them quickly yeah. and the, the black metal thing like it's not as pronounced so if you're not into black metal it's it's a flavor of them it's not all of them uh, mm, uh, I yeah know, the, I uh, the think fact- it's so I mean, you've got the chanting. You've also got the soulfulness, and then you, you, you know, there's no, re- the, the screaming adds to the songs, but it's not much of it. Yeah,
1: so. I, I tend to bounce off a lot of black metal if mm. I'm honest, and also you have to check every black metal band to find out what level of racism they're on, because um, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> some of them, yeah, like I can imagine someone reading something in a forum where they use the N-word, and he's like, ugh
0: one of these yeah no it, i think it was manuel was just um i mean manuel was like i'll prove i'll prove you wrong yeah um yeah I, you know you you insult me saying that word
1: yeah
0: i will do something i'm gonna prove you wrong so um yeah manuel's amazing
1: yeah but
0: yeah um, album- as of the other singers in this band they're just phenomenal it just yeah um anyway
1: cool so uh next up deftones
0: yeah i, I put this in have either you listened to this album
3: nope no uh
0: it's just another good deftones album i think
3: um i don't really listen to the deftones to be honest no sorry
0: you don't uh well if you're going to listen to deftones start with white pony if you're um yeah th- this is a good one um yeah it's not much more to say really
3: um before you bring up the next one, can I just mention that right, the, the pattern with music is that you put on this list album, not popular albums, but albums that you like. So you, I, you know about them, is normally what happens here. And there's nothing about what you're about to say, what the next album is, which makes me think this is any different.
0: <laughs> I don't actually know this album, but I've listened to. The uh, more recent one, I wondered yeah. if you two had listened to it because it was—I know it's like a big album that came mm. out this
1: month. The album is Beyoncé Lemonade, mm. and
0: it's like one of milk, the big milk
3: albums. lemonade round the corner. Chuckles me. I don't
0: wow. think that's huh. if that
3: goes That's no. it.
1: We need to be very careful because people fucking love Beyoncé.
3: We're going to go. We're going to—is a, a, a DMA strike down for
1: our rendition of that song? We are. Yeah, that song that I'm sure she does. Yeah. That's not all the time. The song, all the time. You can't stop her. Yeah. I don't think that's the song.
3: <laughs> Definitely the song. No, no.
1: I, I don't think it's it us. is.
3: She wrote it, she did.
1: <laughs> but you say wrote the Milk, Milk, Lemonade song, <laughs> did you? Yeah. Right. Um. Give,
3: give me five minutes, When check Wikipedia. You'll see it's true.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to find that's true. Um, I will say I'm looking at the tracklist. I don't. I don't recognize a single track uh, of this.
0: Um, apart, apart from, from the title track. track in the biggest albums of the last decade, I, and neither of the three of us have listened to it. I like her album from this year. It's
1: good. Oh, thing, is good. His thing, it's it's just. I mean, what? Well, I just don't listen to Beyonce. It's not my, my. It's not the music I listen to. It just isn't.
3: Huh? Yeah, I don't even think he dislike Beyonce. I would just, just never think I should listen to that Beyonce album.
1: No. You know, it's it's it, it's not a case of distinctly avoiding. It's just a case that yeah. I, you know we don't listen to popular radio a lot. I would no. have thought, particularly not this time. And this time I would have been in South Africa. <laughs> um, so. Well,
0: we didn't listen to popular radio this time because every time you turn on the radio, someone famous would die.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> someone famous would die, or. Politician or people are making ridiculous decisions with their voting. That's what was happening.
3: Yeah. Which one of you had one of those Twilight Zone radios that was causing this? <laughs> Probably
0: yeah. me. Like, It'll either be like uh, someone's dead or somehow Donald Trump is still got a chance to be president. What yeah. was happening?
1: How, <laughs> how is this happening? How have you allowed this?
0: Um, <gasps> right. Do you want to go for the singles and albums?
1: Oh yes, let's have a look.
0: I don't know any of these.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no. Or was, that, or was I only know.
3: two singles?
1: <laughs> Are um, they off the Beyonce album by any chance?
3: No. So the first single, which was number one from 24th of March up to including the 14th of April, was by Mark Posner. Posner? I don't know how he's that name. And that was <laughs> I Took a Pill in Ibiza. Right. So they pronounce it Ibiza in the song, so I listened to it earlier So I've never right. heard is it is it about taking drugs or it's not it's not a bad little song, you know. It's not drugs to someone else
0: or it's probably
3: not the style of song you think it's gonna be when you hear the title. Okay. Is it, um is it like a um like an acoustic love song? It's um no, it's it's um by an, um um uh, I can't remember what his name is, but it's it's by an old man on a banjo. Is it? When I took a pill in my beak that thing. Is it? Like George, No, Ford. no, no, it's definitely not that like of I, I want to hear the, the George Fornby <laughs> version of this song now. George Fornby, that's what's become. He's more famous for his grill these days. Um, anyway. That's uh, a different person. <laughs> I know, I know that I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Roger's brain, like, all things for the past
0: will smush up. Well, Beyonce, at least now i You remember? lemonade. You
3: remember that Christmas? All the kids wanted one. All the kids wanted a George Furby. (laughs) A George Furby. (laughs) Named after that famous boxer. (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not a bad little song. Matt, Matt, cut it in. It's all right. (laughs) If, If Matt hasn't cut it in, that's because Matt listened to it and thought it was shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that will be the reason why.
3: <laughs> it's all right.
1: Yeah, and then there will be one Dan pause, and then it will be me. And then it will be this conversation. <laughs> it'll be, be a, it'll be Matt
3: cutting himself in. It'll just be Matt going no. <laughs> 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 or like all Matt doing an Arrested Development voice going
1: Matt I did not cut it in. <laughs> Probably using all the jokes, I can't do these things now Or can, you can
3: I? Matt, you have the power, you can
1: cut any of this out I can cut whatever <laughs> I like, I'll cut you, bitch <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, I am cutting it in
2: I have a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller Cause I made a million dollars and I spend it on girls' shoes But you don't wanna be high like me Never really know why like me You don't ever wanna step off that roller coaster And fall on you don't want to ride the bus like this Never know who to trust like this You don't want to be stuck up on that stage singing. Stuck up on that stage singing Oh, I know a sad souls Sad souls Darling All I know a sad souls Sad souls
0: In breaking news, Wales... Can we move on to
1: the next song? (laughs) breaking
3: news, Wales uh, women's team are into the World Cup playoffs. Yay! Uh, The next one was number one for 15 weeks. Right. And it's um, One Dance by Drake featuring Wizkid and Kyla, and it's exactly what you think it is.
1: I've got an idea that I know, but I've heard this song. I definitely had not heard this song before. I listened to
3: a bit of it earlier, and it's exactly what you think a song called One Dance by Drake featuring anyone is going to sound like.
1: Right. I think like I've heard Wonder. this. I think, like, I have the. but, yeah, okay. I will. Maybe I'll cut a little bit in here, maybe. Just more more, just to remind myself. It sounds like
0: George Formby.
1: Yeah, so sounds One <laughs>
0: Dance!
1: That's
3: George Formby. Oh, no, we're getting it all confused. I got one dance on my window! <laughs> <laughs> and um, the albums my one dance in my garden <laughs> oh, I, I don't know any of these albums I don't know if any of you do so I'll just rip through them and if you recognise one shout um, Zayn Malik with Mind of Mine No The no. Last Shadow Puppets with Everything You've Come to Expect No The Lumineers with Cleopatra No and PJ Harvey with the Hope 6 Demolition Project. Nope. Well, PJ Harvey's nice. She had a, a one album. What's he like? I listened to a bit of the last Shadow Puppets and they sounded all right. Yeah, PJ Harvey is is a woman.
2: Oh, that
0: surprises me. A fairly famous old artist from the night. Well, very, really famous. I don't she headline reading in the 90s? Do
1: you know who I imagined when you said PJ Harvey? I imagined Harvey used to be on CBBC in the very early noughties.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So... I had completely the wrong idea.
0: (laughs) PJ Harvey is one of the the more famous artists from the early 90s.
1: Okay. Again. I know my 90s shit. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, uh, moving on to video games. So, yeah, uh, an interesting month for video games, actually. A fair few things coming out. So... I think right. I actually want to just ask about this one first. So we're going to start from the from the bottom a bit. What the hell is 1979 Revolution Black Friday, Kev?
0: Right. So this was a narrative driven game that seemed to have quite a lot of hype. It's about the 1979 revolution in Iran. In
1: so, Iran, um, okay, right.
0: Overthrowing the, I think it was a Sheikh who so basically there was a, a leader who was like a puppet of the united states that had been in charge for quite a long time and yeah it, it was overthrown in the 1979 revolution you get the iran you've got today basically um they, they shake off the shackles of the united states and uh yeah, you get what iran is but um it was a story sort of based on like the
2: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What happened?
0: Um, but I put it in because I played it and it was quite interesting, but it sort of felt half finished. And I think it was. Right. Like you, you end You're. you're basically the, the whole of it's interspersed with you being tortured by the uh, I think what they call the Revolutionary Guard.
1: Yeah, sounds right.
0: Yeah. Um, it turns out one of your sort of fellow people involved in the revolution in um, 1979 was is one of the people work of the guard.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um so they they flash back into what happened in the like the the fall of the, the days of the fall of the sheik. Um it it was pretty good. It was just one of these things that, like, had loads of potential. Um, And, like, I remember at the start of the year, people were talking about, oh, this might be one of the games that, like, is one of the best indies of the year and things like that, and just didn't really hear hear about it after that.
3: Interestingly, um, the game was criticised by an Iranian journalist who declared it propaganda, and the the game director was too afraid to re-enter Iran as a result, and other members of the development team adopted aliases for protection. That's probably why it
0: never got, maybe didn't get. I, it felt like it was going to be episodic, and then it never was. Yeah, so maybe that's what that—that's why they were threatened. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bit of a shame because it's like I kind of want video games to tackle this kind of material. Yeah, um, to, I mean, to do something like this, like let's let's do a story set in this unique situation. But I mean, yeah. it's
1: a bit different to see Iran in a context other than you are. Marine man in Call yeah. of Duty shoot the brown people. Um, yeah, so that's that's very interesting to me.
0: Yeah, it the concept was interesting. The execution was okay, but I felt like they didn't. They could have been good for them to have another go. Yeah,
3: yeah. the game director got accused of um, espionage. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know.
1: That does seem to be the standard um, thing uh, for Iran if they don't like someone.
3: Right, given all this, I'm surprised that we'd never heard, well, Matt and I had never heard of it before, given all the, all the stuff going on around it. Yeah, well, I don't, I just don't think it was
0: perceived that well, so it, it lost a bit of momentum. And I, I obviously yeah, can see this
3: generally well. all right. They sort of complain about the animation and some of the artwork is, bit. yeah, 70 odd percent generally across the board.
0: That's it, that was fair. I think that was fair. Um. But yeah, I just don't remember at the time no one really talked about it. But I remember like quite a few previews saying this, this should be exciting, and I think it was nominated for a BAFTA.
1: okay <laughs> So yeah, that might be an interesting one to check out at some point. Just yeah, watch. it's on the yeah. Switch.
0: If it's still available, I
1: imagine it's probably on Steam. Is it as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it on the Switch. So.
3: Yeah, it's on PlayStation yeah. as well. Yeah, so it must therefore also be on Xbox.
1: Cool. Uh, and the next game is Severed, which I understand is from the guys who did Guacamelee. I say guys, the people who did Guacamelee. Yeah, drink box.
0: Yeah, so this was a uh, game. So they, they had quite a good relationship with Sony for sort of the first ten years of their existence, and they developed a lot of games for the Vita. So, yeah, uh, Mutant Blobs Attack came out of it the, on the Vita as a Guacamelee, and um, and yeah, this was a game that seemed set up for the Vita, in that you. It was basically like a first-person dungeon game, sort of like the old. Um,
1: I, I, I saw old, it, and, I, and the thing it reminded me of was Ultimate Underworld.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's that view like Wolfenstein, like the yeah. first. Yeah, but I think it. Yeah, older older eighties games where you would go through a dungeon and then you'd come across something and you had to defeat them by swiping the screen in certain ways. Okay. Yeah. So it was a good use of the touchpad, which was unique for the beta because it happened very often. Um, and it actually worked well.
3: It was totally really good. I, I played through Standard and I think I got a pattern for it during a holiday to Ireland where we didn't have a TV or anything. And I'd sit and play this in the evenings. And yeah, it's it's really good. If you can like that anywhere, it's worth a go. It's probably probably on the Switch, I imagine.
0: Yeah, and I think it's on, I think it's on phones and tablets now.
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Because um, obviously it was quite an easy port. All right, it's definitely on the Switch. Yeah. am concerned. Good totally. check. The the only criticism is I don't think the story was up to scratch. No, but
3: it was it was yeah, yeah it's
0: done. A bit more, a bit more of a compelling reason to go round and fight everything would have made it a bit better, I think. Right. Um, yeah. I, I remember playing it whilst watching the Paralympics that year. It was like sort of specific memory of like, well, oh, nothing's on for ten minutes. I can get through a little bit of this. So. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's another good game from Drinkbox. Who, but I, have they released the Xbox the game that's coming out on Xbox first this year. So I don't think I think they have. I don't think anyone cares.
3: No, and they they should do because Drinkbox have been a very reliable studio, haven't they, for quite a while now? Yeah.
1: What game was that? Sorry.
3: Uh, so we'll check. Oh, I yeah, have. It was Nobody Saves the World. It's out now on everything.
1: Right. Okay.
3: I don't. I think it's sort of
0: come and gone. That game hasn't it.
1: Might have, yeah. released, might have released, you know, at the time where other big games did or something. They
3: released we, an call
2: this year.
1: Yeah, it might also be why, you know, some of these games I'm hearing about for the first time, like and 1979 Revolution, because there's, yeah, there, there's a lot of other games that we'll get on to, which just would have taken up my headspace, if you see what I mean.
3: I know we're not talking about Nobody Saves the World, but it's, it's um, also, that's been well-reviewed, like, yeah,
1: generally speaking
3: between... Yeah, eight out of tens, nine out of tens. Yeah, in fact, the in,
0: in a bucking of the trend for most reviews, IGN seem to give it the the worst review it got. But yeah. too much water. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so can't I'm, make I'm, I'm, because we started. I'm now going to go up the list rather than down. So right. sp- speaking hmm. of of uh, seven out of ten games and too much water, um, the next one we are actually in the period of the Wii U. So I think it's our first Wii U game that we've talked about. Possibly, might well actually.
3: Yeah. The um, very brief window where we talk about Wii. Yeah, TV. yeah.
1: Um, it's Star Fox Zero. And...
3: Star Fox Zero has the has the heart of a game, which could have been really good. Yep. Had they not tethered it to that gamepad mechanic, they made up for it.
1: Yeah. Um, someone decided at some level that what you really need when playing a uh, Star Fox game, which is about high speed fighter pilots. For it to be incredibly slow uh, and a casual Sunday drive—that—that that was my impression of this game, and it's—it's it's one that I've never really been able to shake because they—you've not
3: finished that... it, have you? Huh? You've not finished it, have you?
1: Oh no, no, no! I only played a number of demos um, of it, okay. and, and it, that was—that it... was how I made my decision of this is incredibly slow. And we talked about our, you know, Star Fox sixty four on our best Nintendo, you know, N sixty four games and it's like compared to that this is glacially paced
3: i would disagree with that um because i don't think it's as slow as most demos made it out to be right. um it certainly wasn't anything that's not something i remember about the game at all It being slow what i remember about it is it was finicky trying to use the game pads to target things yeah because it wanted you to line it up on the screen and then go onto the game pad to make it a more precise shot And I can see what they were going for, but it just didn't really work. And that's what made it feel slower, um, having to faff around doing stuff like that. So it is slower than Star Fox 64 because it has to give you time to do these things. But it's not, I don't remember it as being overall a slow-paced game, if that makes sense.
1: Right, okay.
3: But then it also has like a, a, a level which is second only to the Star Fox 64 Independence Day level which I can only describe as being a, of a mixture between Power Rangers and the Death Star Trench Run. So like, it's you're, you're, you're over at what is essentially a battle station, so it is the Death Star right. full of trenches, and you're meant to be flying your ship down these trenches to take out um, pylons, I think it is, or something. Meanwhile, on the top of the space station, Star Wolf have turned up, but their ships all turn into panthers and apes and things.
1: Right, of course they do.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, you're like flying across this space station trying to take down their transforming necks whilst also trying to fly into all the crevices to take stuff out. a great level, which, yeah, not enough people got to play because of everything else around it.
1: I wonder if this is the Skyward Sword of Star Fox in that it's not that there is no value here it's just that a lot of the fun and the interest that you would have of it normally is sometimes overshadowed by the gimmick that they are trying to push.
0: Yeah, exactly. Although, to make that comparison...
1: I mean, this, no, no, was, I'm just saying Skyward Sword probably does it better than Star Fox Zero does. But
3: they've got similar issues around it. Yeah, them, they've got similar we issues had, there. But we had, there hadn't really been a
0: Star Fox game on consoles since Star Fox 64, had there? no.
3: Traditional Star Fox
0: no, game. No, there
1: was Star Fox Assault.
3: Was that a console? That was DS yes, was on GameCube, it? yeah. No, that, even that wasn't a proper Star Fox game. It had all the on foot stuff.
1: I mean, Star Fox Assault, not Star Fox Adventures.
3: No, no, Star Fox Assault had all the on foot stuff.
1: Right, okay. So, yeah, so again, <laughs> that's the thing. If, if we could get a new Star Fox, which is just, it just has to be an arcade shooty game, please. It doesn't yeah. have to be. Star Fox! Star Fox
3: took the same slippery road as the Rogue Squadron games did. Yeah. Because they you know, added on foot stuff and things that attracted for, away from what was the main draw of it.
1: Yeah.
0: The disappointing thing about this was this was all Nintendo had for like yes. 2016. But, the, but they, in all fairness, they'd basically put it up on the Wii U at this point. So this, it was this, and I think they released some sports games later in the year, but they were gearing up.
2: Which,
1: I, I, so. I, I think it was more... Yeah, th- this would have been... This would have been the last attempt to make the Wii U viable because this would have come out and then I think oh. later in this year, uh, Mario Maker comes out and no, Mario Maker, Mario Maker Mario. is insanely popular, but yeah, not enough uh, to but not enough to shift units, not enough to no. warrant buying the console. Mario
0: Maker came out
2: in
1: twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah,
0: this, I think, this was sort of one of one of the last big Wii U games
1: left. But, yeah.
3: You know, I think Basically. It also came with Star Fox Guard, which nobody talks about or remembers. What? What is Star Fox Guard? There you go, see? If you bought it, you could buy it together with it, or you could buy it separately. Star Fox Guard um, featured Slippy and his uncle or someone. And it's a bit like Five Nights at Freddy's, but with Slippy, where you've got um, the game pad to go through different security cameras, and you have to protect them. I, can't, I never played it.
1: Right, okay. Interesting.
3: Yeah, it was, good. it was a good use of the gamepad. You were basically choosing which which video feed you were going to switch to the main screen.
1: That is a quite good use. Like I was just thinking, if you did if you did Five Nights on Fre- uh, Freddy's on the Wii U, that would have worked really well back in the day. Like,
3: yeah, yeah. it's described it's... as a tower defense game.
1: Yeah, interesting.
3: Cool. The, one last thing I'll say about Star Fox Zero. The thing is, it's um. Anime style animated ad that is amazing.
1: Yes, it is. Yeah, it's really good. Like Nintendo did a lot of these sort of things. Of like, uh, people used to go, "Is this the start of a TV series?" And Nintendo went, "Yeah, no, no, it isn't." A bit like the what? Pikmin shorts and, the, and stuff. Yeah, well,
3: the Pikmin shorts are also a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. But and this the, um, this, this, trailer this thing is above it.
0: Yeah. The other thing about this game is that when it was initially revealed at E3 the year before, they, they sort of came out as puppets, and everyone was like, "Oh, maybe it's going to be like a puppet-style animation.
1: Well, yeah, I about that.
0: No, no, because that would have made it more interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next next game on the list is Dark Souls 3, which I have definitely played. Uh, I would imagine neither of you two guys have played this. Which one yeah. is this? I mean, it, it's yeah, Dark Souls, and it's the third one. Um, okay. this is my favourite of the three Dark Souls games I would say um, Elden Ring is kind of where the series has evolved into now but this is when it was pretty much straightforward and it's it's and that's probably why it's my favourite of the three original Dark Souls games because of all of them this one is the most straightforward, it doesn't do too many things, there's not a lot of where do I go as much in this one as there are in um, in the first two Dark Souls games. Um, it, this is the one I played immediately after kind of getting hooked on from Soft games, but after playing Bloodborne and sort of going, oh, oh, I Dark- got good. <laughs> and
3: that was Dark Souls 3, back in the
1: habit. Back in the habit, yeah. Uh, back in the habit of getting good, son. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> of, you know, uh, it's It's really interesting in terms of its story and that you are basically... <laughs> it's basically the end of the end of the end of the apocalypse. It's like like uh, the whole story of Dark Souls is that at the end of every era, someone will either link the flame, which basically causes a new age of fire and life to start, or they will leave it in darkness, basically. Um, and Dark Souls 3 basically takes the view that you you're it's like trying to recycle a universe over and over and over again, and each time it gets... Um, remade, it's like uh, it just becomes an echo, and it becomes a a shell of its former self.
3: Like and... like copying VHS tapes.
1: Yes, yes. It's like the world the, the world you live in is now a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Basically.
3: Was this the one where I actually heard about some DLC? This I think is it the one where there's like a DLC that's revisiting previous things? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That sounded quite interesting.
1: Yeah, because it's uh, and again it's it's. I mean it, that's that's why the story is interesting if you're there because it's stuff like you know you visit people from the past games but they're slightly different you visit scenarios from the past games and they're slightly different um and that's kind of been a theme but it's like in in Dark Souls 2 it was like you run across an area you go hang on this is like that in the first game and now it's like oh you can actually see the ruins like piled onto each other of the previous ages so it's it's a very interesting game in terms of its like the mechanics is just straight dark souls they the mechanics in these games barely change that much Elden ring was is probably the biggest jump because uh, funnily enough they added a jump button um, but in in this game it's more you know it's if you like the combat in Dark Souls you'll like this um, and I would also say it's probably the most of the three main Dark Souls game this is the most accessible of, the, of them the easiest one to get into. So yeah. Uh Hodges just left. He's just gone. It's from That's software. I can't be fucked with this. Goodbye. <laughs>
0: That's what message is uh, yeah. One of his daughters woken up.
1: Yeah. No worries. Okay. But yeah. So uh that won't won't keep anyone too much because it's again, I think someone's hit the nail on the head with Dark Souls, uh or with those from software games. They're always going to be a nine out of ten, or you just don't like them and can't get on with them. Like that's, like that's the thing. You, <laughs> if you, if you like these kind of games, they're always nine out of ten. And if you don't like these kind of games, then you're instantly going to bounce off them. It's, it's the equivalent to like, you know, like like any sort of uh, art, I would say, that's hard or, or re- like requires more effort to get into than just pick up or listen or something that wants you to do a bit more there we go cool yes
0: ready to move on
1: we are yeah okie dokie uh next up (laughs) this is also a dense piece of art that you really need to like study and understand okay it's ratchet and clank 2016
3: i love this yeah Yeah, i've never played
1: i've never played a ratchet and clank Clank
3: Clank game before Sorry, can't my speakers them What was that? No. What, what were you saying, Hodge? I, I said I'd i never
0: played a Ratchet and Clank game before. and I love this. I had play. I think I played all of them at this point. Uh,
1: um, I had only played the one, um, or I think it was uh, what was it called? Took to, Future Ratchet and Clank Future, and then Quest for Booty before yeah. playing this one. And I was shocked at how good these games are because I hadn't played them during the PS2 era. I
0: I think this this is a remake not a like it, reimagining of Ratchet & Clank 1
1: yeah it's a remake it's yeah. funny isn't it because it's a reimagining of the first game but it's not really a reboot of the franchise because even when they do um rift apart they reference like the stuff that's happened in between you know yeah
3: it's so if
0: you if you go back and play the first one um the ratchet & clank hate each other from the get go oh like, right they really, they really like Ratchet is just all about, um, oh, I just want to make money and get famous, and then like Clank's like, well, you're a coward. We need to save the universe. What are you doing?
3: They've um, made him more likable, haven't they?
0: Yeah, they. So they, I think they rebooted them in in the second game. They make them basically the characters they are now. But this game is like a a reimagined how they introduce. So they're they're a bit, you know, they're a lot more congenial at first. They basically do go on adventures to save the universe.
3: But they get around it a bit, don't they? Because the whole story is being retold by Captain Quark, isn't it? Yeah. So he's got a kind of unreliable narrator thing going. Because so that's how it gets away with not rewriting everything. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, but it, it. I mean, the the first, the original game is actually really tough. Like, and you, know, you had to be very, you, you know, you couldn't miss with too many bullets, and yeah, you constantly. But they just re- reimagined this and made it a lot better. It's really fun. This game.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um I think great. I prefer this to the game that came out last year.
3: To Rift Apart. Yeah, I think I do, to be honest. Yeah.
0: I think mean, they just it's, sort-
3: Um its story holds up better. We've we've spoken how we put problems of Rift Apart's story. Yeah. And those yeah. things aren't present in this.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I can see why you'd say that.
0: Um, and this is just a really fun, bright game, you know, otherwise very bleak year.
3: Yeah.
1: You're right. It was a well-timed.
3: Yeah,
0: well, I I started this game the morning after the Brexit referendum. Like, oh, so, so depressed! Like, oh, let's play this. Oh, this takes my mind off it for an hour. Thankfully. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this game. I played a couple of the others, uh, and yeah, it's it's pretty solid. It's I I would think maybe i still prefer rift apart a little bit but only a little bit but that's me that's fine cool um yeah and the final game is an interesting one it's quantum break and this is from let me get this right remedy yeah yeah remedy who are known for uh alan wake the original max Payne, and control
3: control
1: yeah yeah love control Uh, and Quantum Break was a, an Xbox title, I believe. I don't know if it's ever come onto Sony consoles. No, it's
3: yeah. a, I think they published it,
1: but yeah, it
3: um, remained an Xbox exclusive.
1: Yeah, um, it's again another uh, basically a guy who gets uh, zapped in an accident, and he ends up with time bending powers, and he has to run through a palace to save a princess and tell it wait, no, that's a different one. Um, <laughs> The interesting thing about this is that they were going to do a TV show to, uh, like, feed into it. Yeah. They, like, has anyone seen the TV show? Well, no, because it kind of takes... It, it's not a TV show, per
3: se, that you watch. It's kind of the thing that takes place between in the game. Right. So you, you It's not like so you can switch on your TV and watch. You play the game, and then it cuts to an episode, and the effects of that episode are altered depending on what you've just done in the game.
1: Oh, uh, Okay. I'm
0: with you is this a remnant of when xbox was like uh when they first revealed the xbox the yeah xbox and were like tv
3: yeah, yeah it, was, they, it was it was all tied TV. into that but i yeah. don't really know i in my head i'd always assume this kind of partly lived on their tv platform but it can't do because this is on on games Pass. well so I,
1: I remember, the, yeah th- this was this was when they announced the xbox one and they said, "Hey, you're watching Star Trek Beyond, and you can pause it and go back to your game. Like, what? Why do I give a shit about Star Trek Beyond? This is the games. But this, this was the very start I remember of the Xbox. Where are your fucking games, Xbox? <laughs> like, uh, stuff. And I remember them sort of bigging up Quantum Break quite highly as like the the interactive TV series kind of thing. Which
0: like, they also didn't have much else, so it was
1: no. a bit like. It has got Lance Reddick in it, who I love, and could be in more things. Yeah. I'm going to pause now to uh, put in something from an awful TV show called Paradise PD, which he's in. It's fucking awful. It's a terrible guilty pleasure. I can't recommend it on any realistic level, but I'm going to put a quote for him in, in the episode he's in, and you're going to have to sit there and listen to it, audience.
2: I want to help my dad, but I don't know about The Wire. What do you mean you don't know about The Wire? It was the best show ever. Eh, it's no bones. Well, nothing's bones, Kevin. That's a goddamn masterpiece. Now, are you going to wear this wire or not? I guess the only way to prove my dad's innocence is to try the wire. At least give it to season two, episode 12. That's when Lieutenant Daniels takes his shit off. You'll be like, how can a man be so skinny and so ripped at the same time? If that don't take your dong dumplings to the disco, I don't know what will. One, no.
3: one of the things I've heard a lot about Quantum Break, though, is it has a um, as a collectible sort of thing. There's two acts intentionally bad screenplay you can collect. It's ah. called Time Knife.
1: Time knife.
3: Yeah and it's and his subsequent sequel, Time Stabber, Time to Kill. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds good. I want those to have been written by Alan Wake. I want that to be the um I want that to be the twist. It's like Alan Wake's like first script he's like, oh no I'm fucking embarrassed by that. I don't want to I don't wanna... I'm not going to read it all
3: to you either right? this is the start of act one. Yeah. Bruce Savage, a sexually attractive man is standing in his office when the scientist lady, who looks like like a librarian was actually a scientist enters his office and asks for help She gives him a knife and asks him to protect it from some bad apples who want to steal it
1: <laughs> Oh, that's good I, I, I'm going like, to like give this game a little play, I, I do hear it's not great, like it's it suffers a bit from the oh. remedy problem with. yeah
0: yeah I, th- I think it the thing is it was hyped quite a lot when before it came out because again they didn't
3: xbox didn't have much i think it was quite because of how much they were tying into tv and it was like a bit of a bold gamble what they were trying to do
1: yeah and they had reading.
3: Really. yeah it hasn't necessarily totally paid off but they, they were trying something new and it's never been done since yeah um i will read one last sentence the scientist lady compliments his grip and likens his biceps to delicious pieces of ham.
1: <laughs> delicious pieces of ham. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might have to play this game. I wonder, it might be one of those things I've missed. I wonder if the uh, events of this are um, yeah, like mentioned in control because they've done themselves a great favor because they can just talk about any weird shit that happens in other games in Control in quite coded ways, can't they? Yeah, our
3: Control is so good. Are they yeah. making a sequel right? I imagined
1: that? Uh, oh, I think Alan Wake 2 is coming first, and then... Yeah. Alan Wake 2. yeah. And then, I, well, I'm, I think they're also helping out with the um, remaster or remake of Max Payne, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Hello. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like a Control sequel. Um, just with like just give like I know the breathing gun was fun, but actually like give more guns, more interesting guns would have been better in that game. Um, cool, righty ho. So that is pretty much it for video games. Um, next up is films, and I'm just going to jump into this one again because we kind of talked about it. But also the release uh, this month was Ratchet and Clank: The Movie.
0: I have not seen. Have you? Uh, I
1: mean, I
3: have. Have you watched it, Matt?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've played you played Ratchet and Crank uh, 2016, yeah, Kev? you, you played it? Yeah. Yeah. You've seen this movie?
3: No. I no, you that. have. You have. You have. It was... Yeah, it's such a lazy film.
1: It, it's the cutscenes scenes from, from the Ratchet and Clank video game.
3: With some more bits cut in. Yeah. It's, like, really lazy. Like, how they had the nerve to release as a film at a cinema is beyond me. Yeah. Like... I watched on Netflix, and that was where it should have started and stayed, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was, like, a bonus or something, then it would have been fine. But to release it in theatres is a bit... It's it's like the Clone Wars pilot all over again.
3: But arguably even worse than that, though, because it's not even like it was... Because it's just cut from the game. But I mean, it's not even like it's like, oh, we've taken this... It's taking episodes and putting them at the cinema has become a thing in more, like, yeah, over the last few years hasn't it like that does happen with big event tv it goes to the cinema as well yeah which is fine it's like a nice thing to do but that wasn't what this was this was just
2: mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino online i was only playing for fun
3: so winning was a dream come true
2: chumba casino was america's favorite free online social casino you too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Well,
3: we've already made all these lovely looking cut scenes. We'll just make a few more and whack it at a cinema and try and get some hype for the game. But I think in a way, this film is partly to blame for why people, I think, overlooked Ratchet and Clank. The remake or reimagining because
1: yeah,
3: it left the re- film reviewed so badly that the game got thrown that taint on it. Yeah. Yeah. For people
1: who you know, were a more casual audience.
0: But I remember the not I think people before the game was released were a bit ho-hum on it. I think they thought it was like a bit of a cash-in. I
1: mean that that's because that's what it was. It's yeah, There's it always
0: a bit of a cash in and like, oh, why are they remaking this? And then it, the reviews came out and they were very glowing. So I I think the game Uh, I think the game did pretty well.
3: Um, Yeah, but I mean, that's for us who read reviews and are all over it. I think to a general audience, like the film tainted it.
0: I don't know if a general audience would have even noticed the film.
3: Well, it had had reviews in like The Guardian and other, all newspapers reviewed the film. I don't know. Film reviews are given more prominence than game reviews, or certainly they were at the time.
0: Yeah, but I don't know how many people actually. Like, I mean, if you relied on Guardian reviews to go and see films in the cinema, you wouldn't see anything. They hate.
3: No, no, no I know. Guardian was a bad example. I mean, it was in newspapers were reviewing this film was important to make. Really?
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, they probably they they probably released the film around Easter because if you release a animated film around Easter, you will get some people to go in because kids.
1: Yes. Yeah, that happens. that happens. You
0: and I have both seen DC Super Pets because kids.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So you know that's that's why they did it. I don't know. I probably didn't make much money because it. You know, people probably came out, and said it wasn't very good. There was no word of mouth. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It probably should. If they if they'd have made a good film, they probably would have sold more games. Yeah. I think there was enough goodwill towards this game that it didn't really matter. And plus, in some, it was a weird time for Insomniac like, because they just released, uh, what was that game on the Xbox?
1: Oh, Sunset Overdrive.
0: They just released Sunset Overdrive, which reviewers seem to like, but no one played. Um, and it was like, oh, well, they've gone away from Sony. They're trying to break out on the cell. They've released a couple of games. I think one was published by EA and they released like a a 2D Metroidvania Like, what's going on with Insomniac? And then they release this, and people are happy with it. And then suddenly at E3 this year, they were announced as developing Spider Man.
1: Yeah, and they've now been bought by PlayStation.
0: Well, yeah, that was after Spider Man, wasn't it? But it's sort of like I think this time was a bit of a this. This was Insomniac had had a funny few years, and I think this was like, oh yeah, we can still make great games. Um, so
1: yeah, but yeah, okay. The next film. Speaking of. Okay, The Jungle Book. I imagine this is the live action remake. This is the live action remake, yes. Right.
3: Which is why well, the King Louis song is incredibly creepy in this, as it's sung by um. Oh, who is it?
1: Christopher Walken. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very creepy. Yeah. I mean,
3: but yeah, you're right. This remake was pretty good. I thought I quite enjoyed The Jungle Book. Yeah, it's not it's not quite
0: a remake of the Disney film. It's there's quite a lot different. The, the ending's quite different, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, it's supposed so, um, to be more like... It's supposed to be somewhere in between the Rudyard Kipling book and the Disney film.
3: It stands apart as its own thing, which cannot be said for a lot of Disney's other live... I'm doing funny years, live-action films
1: it's true. of animated classics. I mean, it, it's true. You could say it's not a one-for-one remake, like the Lion King one is, or the Aladdin one is, pretty much is, where it's like, I don't even know why, why you've done this.
0: Yeah. Well, because... Uh, they made money.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: It's because the Alice and Wonderland films made a load of money, and then they thought, "Well, we'll do it with loads of other ones."
3: Well, if you remember, we traced this all the way back to 101 Dalmatians, didn't we? A few yeah. episodes ago.
1: Yep.
3: It was just held back by tech. Mm. It was our tin idea. Yep.
1: And then, and then we get um, the proper Avengers two, Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, well, this this should, probably should have been titled Avengers three, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Well, um, yeah. Or well, they could not have had Age of Ultron.
3: You need you. Need, but my only problem with Civil War is I kind of feel like I kind of feel like it does this story a disservice. Like I kind of wish we hadn't got to Civil War so quickly. They I really like them. the Civil War storyline in the comics. I just feel like they had not introduced enough characters yet, and it has, wasn't given. If it was done now. You'd have like all these accompanying series and stuff. It would be given the scale it needs, whereas this is kind of all over a bit quickly. Uh, yeah, that's quite a
0: complicated way to do it, though. Plus, I think they need they needed to split the Avengers up prior to uh, Infinity War.
1: Yeah, I I, I, know I what think what you're saying though, because at the end of at the end of Civil War, the Avengers are divided, and. Then they just kind of get back together again, like like. mm. Thanos is a
0: massive threat that you can't really.
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean. So it's like, so they're divided for for the space of like what one film, two films. Yeah, and all the
3: cool stuff that happens during the comic run of Civil War, like never stood a chance of happening because they did it so early in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, I know they wouldn't have done it, but you don't get to have like Spider-Man and Mask and all the reactions to that. You don't get to have. Like, the, the younger heroes having like causing the problem in the first place. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, it could be. Done it, I enjoyed it, but I wish it had been done later. If they'd have done it now, though, you wouldn't have had Cap versus Iron Man. You can't say that because everything would be different. Who knows what contracts they would have. No. I, I we it. can't assume that. The reason they did it then
0: was because they probably knew at that point that uh, Robert Downey and Chris Evans weren't staying on for too much longer, it's like, well, we'd rather do it now Plus, yeah. I think it makes sense
1: No, I think you're actually right from a lot of, like, first of all it's worth saying, the film itself is bloody good Yeah, yeah. It's a really yeah. good time and it's really fun um, They do a lot of really good things, like they they set up uh, new characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man pretty well Um they they establish a decent reason for um the like the for the team to split. Um, yeah. I think I th- you know I do wish they've maybe gone a little bit harder on the whole. Like I I think the your mate killed my my mum and dad plotline is a bit I, like I don't think that adds to it. I think that detracts from it. Should be a war of ideals of I think this is yeah. the right thing to do and I think this is the right thing to do and those are the ideals we're split on, not your mate was a brainwashed super soldier who killed my mum and dad. Like, Yeah. I, I, it only comes I, in I, you know, comes
0: at the end. Yeah. The, the, the split happens earlier. The, the, the actual, the, you know, the air, airport fight happens earlier and it's the... That, that, that bit only comes in the last 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, but it's still unnecessary. That's what... Yeah. It's
3: like...
1: Yeah. Mm. I, I think they should have... I, in fact, what I would have been like... What, like I think again, it's a, the the reason they've done it this way is because this is a Captain America film. If it was, like yeah. we say Avengers Four or something, they maybe have, maybe have concentrated on different areas. But it's, I mean, it's still a really really good film. Yeah,
3: um, I'm not I'm not so how good the film is. I'm just saying that I, yeah, wish we'd had more time with that story.
1: Yeah, because the
3: Civil War is such a big idea, it kind of deserves more time to breathe than. Being over and done with in a film, like brought up, finished in a film.
1: Yeah, you're, you're uh. talking a bit more like. I suppose that's that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that we're kind of getting now would be, um, like event comics, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. The one my, I think my my argument against that would be at this point in the MCU, would general audiences have gone for a half finished story because we've had half finished stories before. In cinema that really didn't work um, Like I'm just thinking about like the Matrix films Like Matrix 2 where it's like That fi- that story wasn't finished Or uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 Where that story wasn't finished In fact thinking about that it's fucking amazing That they let them do The end of Infinity War The way yeah, they did it, and it
3: and It's also worth making it clear that I am talking about It's from the benefit of hindsight of knowing yeah, what happened yeah. With the MCU since then yeah. Like obviously at the time I would never have said, "Oh, I wish we'd hold on to it a bit longer." It's just now you can see how things blossom You kind of can't kind of, kind of help but think oh, it could be yeah. even better with more time to explore what was going on and if
1: the they, other
3: characters involved. And
1: yeah, if they if they'd done it now, there there would probably be like two competing TV series, like Team Iron Man and Team Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, which would delve into it a bit more, but. That's, but but that's, but you know, doing I'm it at, like, that Avengers. this is the way you do it as a one shot film.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not, and again, again, I really enjoyed it. I'm not detracting and how good this yeah. film is. Also,
0: the I think the villain is good in this one and he actually just completely succeeds at what he was aiming to do. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm not strong enough to take down the Avengers. I'm just going to mess with them. It's kind okay. of funny
1: because for like three films in a row, the Avengers pretty much... They don't lose-lose, but they kind of lose. So, um, you know, uh, Age of Ultron leaves the team in a worse state than when they started it because they... And a
3: leave... lot of people dead.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they now have, you know, the, basically it's that kind of thing of, oh, yeah, super-powered people are dangerous, happens, basically, in, in Ultron. Uh, which is why they end up with the Sarkovia Sokovia Accords. And then yeah. you get uh, Civil War, where you know uh zemo wins basically he accomplishes his goal yeah. um and then you have infinity war where of course thanos wins yeah which is yeah. it's a it's a weird route to take where you know it's almost like they win in their individual films right the, the avengers and the, and the characters win in their individual films but they start losing in the big picture which it's actually kind of interesting to go back and look you at it. Also, that, you, could, you could add to
0: that Thor Ragnarok in which, yeah, they... Yeah, yeah, of Peter course. And yeah, than than Asgard. Than Asgard. Yeah. Um, so there is, yeah, that is sort of a run of like, we're not exactly coming out on top here. Yeah. Um,
1: which is, yeah, it, it's an interesting direction for the franchise to, and I think, yeah, it's so, it's a very interesting like, to trap the changes of uh, the like the meta storyline of the MCU, if you see what I mean, to how that works.
0: So um, the, the other thing to obviously mention is how the airport fight fight scene is one of the best action scenes.
1: Yeah, oh yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, it's so much fun. I just like. You can see why they were immediately given the Avengers
2: gigs.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also you know they introduce like. It was basically, people were, uh, before this film came out, people were like, oh, do we need a new Spider-Man? You know, Toby Maguire's my Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's my Spider-Man. And they went, oh, oh no, Tom Holland's brilliant. He's yeah. really good. He, he nails it. He's, he's, like, I know you might like um the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films more, but I would say Tom Holland is a better Spider-Man than, um, than... Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Because he's quippy, he's interested, he feels like he feels like a kid, but like an interested kid. You know. It's the way they've written him. They it
3: took him a couple of Spider-Man to get the writing right.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I think there's I feel like Toby Wire was a silver age Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland is a current for all ages. I don't know. Toby Wire felt very much of that Superman the 78 film lineage, Spider-Man. Like he could have existed as a as a spider-man in the 60s 70s.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
0: that's that's yeah. what Raimi sort of went for. There's there's not a yeah.
1: It's yeah, it, I, I it's funny actually because going back and watching the original Raimi films um the original Spider-Man particularly feels deliberately older than it was. It feels like it would have come out at the same time as like the um Tim Burton Batman's. And it was Yeah, I, like think, it was, I think I think like it reason- was 20 years between those, I think. Yeah, something like that. Well,
3: uh, thirteen,
0: thirteen,
1: fifteen, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that is deliberate. Yeah. Um. Whereas, yeah, uh, Tom Holland's feels like, yeah, feels like a more it, it's a Spider-Man that was it, as part of the MCU is a more modern Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah, uh, you know, uh, Black Panther as well. Um.
0: Yeah, this was a really cool instruction, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, talk about a way to make your your characters feel badass. Your brand new characters, like they each take out an Avenger or two. You know, they like that's that's a good way to introduce them because if they if they just turned up and then you know Iron Man stomps whoever Spider Man or sorry uh, Black Panther or something then that's not that's not as good is it? That's not interesting. That's like well way to look make your character look crap and powerless. They instead yeah. they go through a whole chase sequence with Black Panther, basically fucking kicking ass. It's you know really yeah. good. It's a really good film. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel a bit like like I'm talking about the MCU almost as if it's over a bit now. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, right. It, it is because it's gone all woke apparently. Oh apparently. yeah. But it, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually really like She-Hulk. I think she. Yeah, I really like She-Hulk.
0: I. <laughs> I yeah. It feels different. It's a lore show that's funny. And yeah. I've it, not watched last week's it, it,
1: yet. They, yeah, it's basically party. like Ally McBeal, isn't it? I mean, I haven't yeah. really watched Ali McBeal, but I'm aware of it. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it feels like it seems to be a bit more like that with extra fun bits. It feels like a comedy show which happens to have superpowered people in it. More of well, this, please.
0: When they initially announced they were going to do TV shows, like everyone said, She Hulk Law show. Yeah. Like, it just makes. Uh, um, just makes sense that, yeah, I don't know, pe- people just seem angry about everything.
1: <laughs> okay, so, we'll, yeah, we'll kind of leave it that there, but we'll move on to TV. Um, and the main thing, we have Game of Thrones Season 6. Uh, does that start yeah. this month?
0: Yeah, there, I couldn't find much. Um, no, well,
3: normally when I looked, wasn't much in the UK at all.
0: Um, but this was this was the big thing that happened this month, and I would argue this is the last great Game of Thrones series.
1: What happens in this season? Remind me. So,
0: this is the one, right? Full spoilers, everyone. If you haven't seen Game of Thrones, don't yep. listen. Um, so we end the season, end season five with Jon Snow being murdered.
1: Oh right, yes, yeah.
0: And Melisandre brings brings him back to life. Sansa has just escaped from Ramsay. Yeah. What else had we ended with?
1: Is this Uh, the one where um, Arya is pretty much training? I think.
0: Yeah, she's been blinded at this point. Yeah. Cersei had just done her walk of shame. Um, Season five was a bit of a funny season. It wasn't great. Um, So they they bounced back. Oh, and Daenerys had um, been taken off by Drogon. Yes. Waiter and sort of lands surrounded by the Thracians.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, uh, you're you're now, like, you go to
0: live, you go to live with the widows.
1: You're gonna w- live with the widows in their big hut that they have, and that's and it.
0: Within, within a few episodes, she has uh, set fire to all the leaders of the Thracians and, like, got herself another army.
2: Yep.
0: Which at the time was really cool. it's like, oh, Daenerys is back. And then you realize, like. There's a lot of the time she just seems to solve her problems with fire.
1: I mean, like, she's a complete Mary Sue, really. <laughs> Seriously, if that was, like, if, if like if, if that had happened, I'm sure people did, if that had happened in a TV show that was released in the last three or four years, people would be calling her a Mary Sue. Because it's just code now for, I'm a misogynist, I only want to see boys hit each other, or something. I don't know. don't know what your problems are, guys.
0: Um... um. So this, this season has the, it like starts to feel like big moments because...
1: Yeah, uh, I think we, this is the one where, uh, I, I think I remember this now, this is where it starts getting serious. This feels like, um, uh, how to put it, the, the stakes are getting higher.
0: Well, they, they'd gone past the books at this point. I think they originally, they, they slowed down series three, four and five because they were hoping another book would come out. And then this one, they're like, well, it's not coming. So we'll just get on with the storyline. And this one seemed to work. Much better compared to season six and eight, uh, seven and eight, which um, feel felt like they were rushed. Um, yeah, th- this season we finally get Starks reuniting.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Two, John, John is resurrected and he meets with Sansa. Yes. who's met with Brienne. It's like things start to come together. It's like, oh, we're heading towards something now. We're heading towards the end. That, that, the characters are meeting each other up again. Um, yeah, and then we have the... Like Santa and John trying to take back the North, which I really like the storyline. And the Battle of the Bastards episode I thought was absolutely wicked.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, it's one of the best things that's been put on TV in the last 20 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Properly epic. Ramsay's a great villain.
1: Yes, he is. He's <laughs> such a, again, utter bastard. Like, yeah. In both senses of the word, but what an utter shit. Brilliant villain. Yeah.
0: Amazing. He, he takes down his dad in this episode, in, in the season, because his, his dad's like, Oh, I've got another son. He's like, Well,
1: yeah, no, yeah. Well,
0: not... I've, got, I've got dogs. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he forces the battle by shooting Rick on. Yeah. And then you just have this awesome battle that John basically loses.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: Yeah. And Sansa win, wins it for him.
1: Yeah. Because there, there was a thought, wasn't there, of whether there was going to be a. Um... Like, oh, are we going to have a king in the north or a queen in the north, sort of thing? Oh well, yeah, they, they there was of the tension it. of whether Sansa was just going to let John die, basically.
0: Uh yeah, that that was sort of a question, but it it's sort of more that John's John's his father's son, where it's like all honor and like we should do things properly. And Sansa's like that doesn't work.
1: No,
0: I've been in this world. We need to do it a different way, and like she. Gorgeous Knights with Little Finger just to uh to win the battle, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's loads of really cool moments of the season. I think uh one weird bit is the hound coming back.
1: Yeah, that bit was weird. Yeah, with um uh Living with Love Joy. Yeah, with, with with like I fell down a cliff and now I'm in this weird relig- little religious community. And the thing is the thing I kind of like about that storyline is that that's amazingly tropey. I've seen that from characters like Wolverine and stuff like that, where it's yeah. like the incredible badass finds himself amid uh, a, a, a you know helpless bunch of, of naive people, and then they all the naive people came. I mean, that was Book of Boba Fett did exactly the same thing. Hmm. Book of Boba Fett, where he's uh, rescued by the Sand People, same thing by the Tuscans.
0: Yeah, um, we also have Daenerys finally sort of getting at Marine after about three seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, she. Yeah, she uh Tyrion doesn't do too well running Marine, does he? Um and ends up like full out war, like he's besieged and then Daenerys just turns up and like, well, I'm gonna let the dragons out now and uh we- we're gonna win a war by fire again. Yeah. Um and again at this point you're really excited, like, oh she's heading to- finally heading towards the rest of us. we've been waiting for this for years.
1: Yeah. And, and then and then the other two seasons happen. Um, um
0: which I remember yeah, some,
1: there were some good moments in season 7 if i remember but see,
0: yeah. yeah i think i think season 7 was uh, was good yeah uh, but i think it didn't they didn't uh, might again if we get on to later game for i think they should have ended season 7 with the uh the battle at king's uh, um winterfell against yes. the yeah and then they should have had another 10 episode season
1: yes 100% i 100% agree with that yeah.
0: They didn't they, they didn't everything they, they have the Battle of Winterfell, which happens in episode three and they have three episodes to wrap everything up, which is like that's yeah. Not enough. Um also what happens the season? Oh yeah, Cersei um tries to destroy their enemies by blowing up the basically the big oh,
1: yeah. That moment's that him. moment's fantastic. Yeah.
0: She's and like then- oh, this, this weird church, weird churchy cult has taken over the city. Yep. Oh, that I'm gonna set them on fire. What
1: was what was the name really?
0: of the oh. son who was king at that point? Oh, um, oh, Is it Tom John? No, that's that's close. It was,
1: it was something like that. Yeah, and and yeah. I just remember the moment when he sort of realizes that he's killed that his mother has killed all of yeah. the religious people. And his, I, wife his wife and everything, yeah. and he just he just goes, I am out and jumps out the window, which um which is funny because I just thought that's like it's almost a bit of a, a reverse of the the chucking um, Bran Stark out of the yeah. out of the window at the very start of the um, series, which kind of puts a lot of the events in motion.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it was cool. We also found out that uh, John Snow was a uh, Targaryen at the end of the series.
1: Oh, was at the end. of... Was yeah. at the end of this see- series, we find that out. yeah,
0: they have Bran going doing the flashbacks to oh the
1: yes,
0: of yeah Ned, and you find that Ned's sister is giving birth.
1: Oh right, and he doesn't know until the end of season. That's right, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he
0: doesn't know until the, the end of the next until the start of season eight. But yeah, we we find out as the audience like oh yeah, this is that was Ned's big secret. He found out that yeah his daughter and is it Rhaegar?
1: Yeah,
0: had a had a baby that would be heir to the throne. Um, which was yeah, it was cool. It's like oh, we've well, been waiting for this for years. I think a lot of people have pieced it together already, but it was quite nice to have the confirmation. Yeah. Um. I remember,
1: again. It's it's gonna be interesting when the the book finally comes out to find out what's ch- what's changed in it, what's different yeah. from here. I mean, there's plenty of stuff like in the book. Um. Have you read the books, Kev?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, like in the book where um uh Kat, Catherine the the mother. I can't. Yeah. Is like a zombie person.
0: Yeah, Lady. I was going to say Deathstroke. Caitlin,
1: but... Caitlin, Caitlin Stark. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lady. She's called Lady Death something, isn't she? Lady. Yeah. I keep thinking Deathstroke, but that's not right. Lady.
1: Like Red Death or something. Yeah. She's. I think she's like Melisandre Junior, basically.
0: Yeah. Um. The other Red Priest brought her back, didn't he? Yeah. Um. And then she just goes and vengeance in the fray, which. In this season, the, the function was given, we, we find out at the end of season six that Arya kills Walder Frey, which is really cool.
3: Yeah, like, yeah, that's was
0: like, really fucking good. He's just talking about what's going on and like, oh, Jon Snow's King of the North and blah, 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 won't get past me. And then like... um Aria just, Aria, I think feeds him some other phrase and then just stabs him repeatedly and it's like, yes, another great moment. It just felt like things were coming together at this point and it was uh, really exciting.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then um, someone offered them Star Wars and then they couldn't get away fast enough, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're not doing anything now.
1: Nope. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, I love this season. I think it was the, it was the last great Game of Thrones season.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, House yeah. of the Dragon has been fine, but it's it's still finding its feet at this point, I feel, which is, uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of it, really, for our yeah. content this month. Um, Sorry,
0: Hodge, Hodge has been quiet because he's had to
1: go. No, he's had to um go suffocate a child, I think. Not suffocate mm-hmm. them. He would never suffocate a child. He might drug them so that they go to sleep, but only with, like, Calpol or something. I don't know.
0: That's um, not, oh, that's, you shouldn't give cowpole to get children to go to sleep.
1: You, no, you shouldn't do that.
0: Right. Just to clarify. Just to clarify. a money if you if I, you've
1: I, got I should, I should clarify. Cowpaw. I don't have children.
0: not <laughs> give cowpole when children have temperatures or they're not feeling well, not to get them to go to sleep.
1: No, definitely don't do that.
0: If they're not going to sleep because they're teething, give them cowpole. Yeah.
1: If like, you just give them some whiskey instead when they get to about five, it's fine. That's yeah, they're fine. I, I think a toddler with a hangover is a great idea. Uh, <laughs> again, not a parent. So, our next episode will be on 4, sorry, not on, 4, July 1996. Um, it Just remains for me to be, say that I'm Matthew Wynn. That over there is a Kevin Jones. And uh, watching us from the ether and drugging his children is
0: Chris Hodgkinson. There's no evidence for this.
1: No, no, this is a, this is a spurious accusation and should not be used in the court of law uh, ever. Um, thanks very much, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us, please just spread the word and get in touch via Twitter at late underscore pod or email us at too late update at gmail.com. If you'd really like to contribute, you can just buy us a coffee via buymeacoffee.com slash too late update. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.